Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in of the Groove Session show with me, Roman. And me, Jack. Yes, Jack. Uh, today, we're looking to kind of talk a little bit about uh, the journey and the first kind of steps uh, that we took as young musicians. And yeah. hopefully, in turn, um, we're looking to bring you value if you're thinking of picking up an instrument or, yeah. you know, you, you could be a young player and thinking, yeah, I kind of fancy that, but I'm not sure. So hopefully we can just provide you a little bit of value. But before we get into that, um, I'd just like to say a big thanks to anyone that's engaged um, with us on the content that we've already released. Yeah, big um, thank you. Big thank you. Yeah, we uh, yeah we really appreciate that. And we hope you keep coming back and enjoying it. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you. So how, how do we want to approach this, Jack? Do, do you want to jump in and sort of talk a little bit about your start like how yeah i suppose I what do. i would ask you is like why the drums like when did you first kind of pick up the drumsticks oh that's a very <laughs> good question um you might not remember i don't know i think i, I don't i wouldn't say i 100 percent remember when i um well well when i first picked up a pair of drumsticks i would have to probably go with like i was kind of like Later on down the line, after play, like starting to play, I was yeah. told by my by my parents that, like when I was younger, I used to be in the car, and like it would be a random song. It just wouldn't be like anything that I knew because I was a kid. I was a, I was like, oh, mate, I was probably like three or four. Like, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like, my mum used to say like we used to get the feeling you were going to do something music wise because yeah. you would you would kick and you would smack and you would tap everything to long to the music in the car or even in the living room, you would like stamp around when a song came on, you'd dance, you, you had a bit of rhythm. We could tell you had a bit of rhythm. And obviously that then kind of, we they're telling me that like however <laughs> long after I've already started drumming. But I, I first had my first drum kit, like little kiddie drum kit when I was about four, three or four. Because really? I got you had, you had one of them. Yeah, really? I had like I had like one of those like like I, I like a proper proper kitty set like kitty kitty set, and um, that's wicked. Yeah, and then I think like I don't know, it's typical kid man. Like you you go to school and like it's just I don't know. I didn't carry it on. It wasn't like anything that was really given to me as like an opportunity to do throughout primary school. Really, so the li the little kit was more of a toy. Kind yeah, of. it was like a it toy, and then it was just like a smash and bash around, and like, I did bash it like literally toward like. I ripped it like it was like before when I I think I was like six or seven it was holes in it and like but I don't know what's happened to it yeah. um but yeah. yeah through primary school I didn't really have an opportunity to kind of do the drums if that makes sense because they didn't really have that kind of facility no lessons or well I did music we did music but it weren't like I didn't I didn't get to play on a kit you know I didn't really no. so I think it was music, yeah it? I think it was like after years after like like obviously over here we have like the you know different years year groups in school so like after yeah. year six which is like the end of our primary school yeah so like what 10 you'd be about 10 years yeah i'd be about 10 yeah going on yeah. 11 10 going on 11 yeah i kind of started to pick up i kind of started getting into it again and my music was a big thing in my household listening to cds listening to like you know retro vinyl and stuff like that and like different bands and like i talked to my dad about what bands he used to see and stuff like that and it just kind of fueled it i think a little bit more <clears throat> to, to this to point where i like i started getting into it quite a lot and i didn't have a drum kit of my own so yeah 
I was going to school, secondary school now. And the great thing about it is they had, I had music lessons and it started to fuel it even more. And they had a kit. They had a but they had the kit. And they had a kit. Yeah. And, and I, I'd, 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 huge. during my lunchtime, like me and my mates, we would go in the music room and they, I would just show them what I could do on the drum kit. And they, they used to love it. They absolutely used to love it. And they were like, oh man, I wish I had like, I could do that. But would you feed off of that admiration then of others? Yeah. Like I you would I, like to be yeah, like, look at this. I would, yeah, I would like to be kind of like, wow, like, you know, I kind of like, like to impress them. Yeah. I like to like show people what I can do kind of thing, but like not in a, as I said, not, way. So, I mean, no, <laughs> yeah, not, no, no, um, it's, no, it's not being arrogant. It's just like, no, 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 not at all. It's i uh, I'm proud of this. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of what I've learned and what I do, because I did teach myself for like at least two, two and a half years, like, yeah. self-taught self -taught myself self -taught, how, yeah. how to like be the basics i watched loads of videos and i just watched loads of drummers and stuff like that and then uh, i think like two three years into drumming i was like man nah, i need to get lessons by somebody who's other than a youtube video person you know i feel like yeah. i need that in in uh, in person in person the sort of uh, yeah. vibe so i started getting a drum lessons from a guy called jamie um who was very local to me and he was a drummer he was a session musician at the time and yeah. um and this is what when you're 12 13 12 13 or... yeah something like that yeah. and yeah around that time and yeah he was he was really good he taught me a lot he introduced me to a lot of gear a lot of brands a lot of stuff a lot of checking stuff out started really getting hyped on gear and talking about drums and finding out about new 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 stock coming out and during those periods of time i was actually going to the uh what they call the london drum show uh with my dad yeah um, awesome where yeah. literally like there would be Go and see like, all the best yeah players. all the best players and like all the best gear the new gear out on the scene and um it was yeah. quality it was quality like it was in some of the best times ever like you know can i just can i just jump in prior yeah, to mate. you having actual lessons in person yeah, lessons yeah, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. you were just watching youtube and doing your thing yeah 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 how how good how good were you before lessons were you like oh, poor um, or like okay or like if you're being honest like how if much I was, if like, i was being was youtube beneficial I was, yeah i think youtube was beneficial um and i'd say to the viewers now, YouTube is very, very beneficial now. Back then, it wasn't it as was. a bigger thing, you know? So, like, and I say right. back, I'm like, Jesus, man. I say back then, like, I was like, I'm like 30. <laughs> I said <sound, laughs> back, back then, like, yeah, when it was like, you know. But all it, jokes honestly, aside, when, no, when, you would have, when you were that age, YouTube yeah. would have just come out, I would have thought. Yeah, and literally. Or well, it was like, be, it was like be, the new thing. It was like the new thing. It was like the thing that, yeah. like you were getting introduced to and like so you know these things you have nowadays youtubers and you know influencers and stuff they weren't a thing then they weren't a thing you know they've only come in the last five six years become popular and but now i would say that if you are starting out learning drums just on my part point of view it is such a great place to learn it's such a there's so many educational platforms there's so many drummers that do different styles different genres and they show you different techniques. And actually, there's so many videos out there that they show you how to play rudiments, how to play, you know, sort of uh, grooves, different time signatures, stuff like that. It's great. Like, there's yeah. so much out there now. Back then, there weren't free. a lot. Exactly. But back then, there weren't <laughs> a lot. And you know what? I actually learned a lot of my stuff from uh, Drummer Magazine. 
what the actual magazine the actual magazine so drama magazine so drama i used to collect i used to collect drama magazine like i have i have a stack about this big of drama magazine that's awesome um and i used to collect my dad they signed me up to get an issue every time it came out so i get a subscription yeah so i get a weekly thing or a monthly thing uh it was a monthly thing i think um and in the back of it you would have about four pages uh double page spreads and it would have uh, a different person teaching you a new rudiment or a new style or something. And yeah. um, well, like yeah. left, left, right, right, yeah, left, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Kind of or thing. like, Just or like, like, you know, uh, how to play a four-four standard rock beat, or a, you know, like a introducing double bass drum to your grooves, you know, stuff yeah. like that. You know, simple, broken down things that they would from the top to the like, well, so from the top of the page to the bottom of the page, it would get harder. Because it would push you to like progress through the page. Oh, I've no. got you. Yeah, yeah. So That's I used awesome to do. Idea. I used to do that. I used to do that, and it was great. Like it used to help. It benefited me quite a lot. And that's how I started teaching myself was reading those books and getting like you know your influence from other drummers and um, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, going back on your question that you asked, I wouldn't say I was amazing. I wouldn't say I was near enough good like you, you just know, i had, had rhythm i had rhythm something yeah but there was something there that needed to come out and like i just could because i didn't know a lot i couldn't find it so i needed somebody in person who knew what that was to to show me and tell me and and me to play and learn from them so that i yeah. know i was in the right i was in the right setting so i'd go okay i thought that and now I know how to play it. But when yeah. I thought it, I didn't know how to play it. So yeah, you've given you. me that yeah. kind of, it given me that kind of boost, but yeah. Definitely. And also with, with a kind of in-person exchange, like a lesson, mm. like if yeah, you're doing yeah, it yeah, weekly, yeah. You, there's there's an element of pressure, isn't there? You're not just sitting on a computer oh, mate, or reading a magazine. You've you're got a, someone looking at you yeah. and critique, <laughs> yeah. critiquing you, haven't you? Yeah, pretty much. So you're, you're a kid. You're a, I was a kid who... <clears throat> Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I was a kid who wasn't very academic, so. Yeah. Well, I could have told you that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. That's why we play drums, children. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, basically, um, I wasn't very academic. So, home. Um, how do I put it? Homework, to me, was boring, and I'm sure to most children and people would agree it was boring. But, but for you, you fucking for me, hated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I bloody despised it. Um, it was like just one of those things where it's just like I would get given homework and I like I honestly just would forget. I just wouldn't do it. And it would be the last minute rush to get it done because or I'd have to go in and make up a, the crappiest excuse as to why I didn't do it. Like, oh, my cat died or... Um, <laughs> Or um, I don't know. <laughs> dog I, 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 yeah. Or I um, I fell down the stairs or something like that, and I didn't have time. Went to hospital. I don't know. Just like crappy excuses that like the teachers go right. You got one more day to do it or something like that. Um, by myself time basically. Uh, <laughs> but um, basically, yeah, yeah, I, would, yeah, yeah. I would basically sort of um, I'd get given things to learn. So I'd, I'd go to my lessons. I'd get things to learn. I'd go away and like. Because that I wasn't, would be your focus. Yeah, that would be my focus. But also because I wasn't that confident and I wasn't 100% sure on things, I would just play what I thought it was meant to yeah. be. And yeah. 
and that's okay because it's called experimentation and like that actually yeah. that's why i feel like i've progressed so much since then now it's because i actually enjoy experimenting with different elements of sounds and feel and stuff but yeah back then i wouldn't have known how to do that if i hadn't been taught what's right and what's wrong and i think the best thing about that was like having someone to personally tell you rather than just reading from a book someone to tell you what you're doing there is wrong or what you've done there is like perfect or or just whatever you know so I had a lot of influence from growing up with, from doing those lessons with, uh, with Jamie and, uh, you know, credit to the guy, like, you know, he was this working session musician. He didn't always have the time to come and like do lessons with me because he'd be out tour- doing tours or like playing shows. And sometimes I'd ha- I'd like turn up and yeah, like I would like, I don't know, I'd forget because it'd been so long since uh, like a last lesson, I'd forget some of the stuff. So it'd just be like a recycle thing kind of learning, you know, but at that point in time, you don't really respect what he was doing. You're like, Oh, what? I ain't got a drum lesson. What his week. work. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you, you're just, Oh, I ain't got a drum lesson this week. Oh, my, te- my, te- my teacher's crap, man. He won't turn up. He won't teach me. Like I'm not learning anything. That kind of vibe started getting into your head. Um, yeah. It's only now. <laughs> Uh, however many years later have I realized that actually what he was doing is what I'm doing now. And yeah. I teach, I teach drums now. You, yeah. You do teaching. Yeah. And I'm the same. Sometimes I don't always what, get what to you, teach. You know, I've got a question about that. You said your yeah. teacher was, it was a session musician or is a session musician. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you say that there's a big difference between being taught by a guy like that? And then a guy that knows a bit of theory, like, and what I mean by that, because I've experienced this, there's a lot of teachers out there like, yes, they know a bit, but I don't feel you get a lot of value from their lessons. You know, they're not yeah, teaching I, you yeah. the stuff that can be applied in the real world on a session. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, play yeah. this um, play this Queen solo. You oh, think, yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, like, yeah. But how's, how's that, no offense, but how's that going to benefit you? Exactly. That's what like, I'm saying. It's like, yes, that's fine. But week in, week out, that's not really teaching you much nah, if nah, you nah. want to take it serious. Yeah, obviously. Like, you're not, you're not, it's you not about lucky, like, yeah. yeah, it's not just about like turning up and going, right, okay, we're going to play ACDC back in black five times round today and you're going to be the greatest drummer. It's not like that. It's not like we're just going to play song, 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 song. Like, you actually have to learn the rudiments. You actually have to learn like what are double singles, paradiddles, you know, all those kind of things are in order to, accentuate which is a very big word uh, accentuate them round the kit do you know what i mean like you said you were an academic nah do you know what i mean you. like yeah <laughs> um, i don't believe you but yeah like yeah, you just sort of it's like kind to... of i suppose it, it does come down to what your vision is like as a player whether you mm. want to take it professional and we're getting to that we're going to talk about this yeah, in yeah, another yeah, episode yeah. aren't we yeah, but yeah definitely. yeah it, it's i wouldn't say like don't go to a teacher that just nah. wants to play acdc nah, but yeah. um if you're looking to be serious about it, and like mm. Jack said, you need to learn all the techniques to become a well-rounded oh, musician. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's not. At just least like, that's the way I see it. It's like a lot of people think, oh, you can just like jam to songs and you'll be great. It's like, yeah, okay, but there's actually more to it than jamming to a song. Like the drummer yeah. that is on that song didn't just play. Does that mean he he had an idea and he put it down, but those ideas came from what he's learned and the rudiments and the, the styles and the, the feel, you know, time signatures, yeah. everything. And the why behind that. it. Well, like exactly. why are you, why are you doing that with that baseline? Like, yeah, exactly. Why, why it, it, exactly. It, um, 
you work yeah you work with the song and the other musicians yeah. don't you yeah, well, yeah you yeah. should do at least to make well, it the best it can be yeah you don't yeah you don't so you know <laughs> it depends on the musician <laughs> i suppose but yeah like it's different but yeah what about you man? like what what because obviously oh, i know i don't want to go on about drums all the time but like you know <laughs> no, no, i could, that's I could cool. go on for hours about drums but you know you're, what about an, you like you're a natural your talker first? yeah but what's your but, first I've got well, I've got a cracking segue and you won't believe me. Go on. You start you started off by saying, Oh, my parents told me that I used to like tap in the car and stuff. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No joke. When I was a toddler, mm. I used to drum all the time in the car. Yeah. <laughs> my dad dad would be up front playing tunes. Yeah. Um, and I'd be tapping away. And I wanted to be a drummer. Okay. No, like and no and let's get people engaging in the comments yeah if you're a musician did you experience this at a young age like were you tapping in the car were you singing along to the radio like let us know because i that is weird to me like that is seriously interesting to me that you said that because i did the same thing yeah, yeah. Um, obviously later on i became a bass player but, but yeah but that's the same thing used like, to do i that. I'd done that but i could have become a guitarist because i actually enjoyed looking like watching guitarists as well but the thing is yeah. i could have become a guitarist but i didn't because I felt strongly towards playing the one I was doing from the start, which was tapping, which was drums. Yeah, you know I mean, Rhythms. yeah, exactly. Yeah. The drums is normally like the cool option, isn't it? When you're young, young, you yeah. Kind of, I know a lot of people go for the guitar as well, but the idea of like smashing things and just it's, well, it's funny. Know, it's funny because like, like just quickly, like thing. yeah, but it's funny just quickly, just saying like that on that kind of like line of things. It's funny because like so many people go for drums and go for bass, you know, but the thing is, is like, I think more bass players, like, and you'll, you'll understand this more bass players. Not many people go for bass. So the problem is the fact that because not many people go for bass and obviously, you know, if you're, if you're a bassist and, you know, comment in the video, you might agree with this, you know what I mean? But if there's not that many bass players out there. So finding a bass player is the hardest thing as being a session yeah. player or in a band in the world, because they're so rare. They are rare. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I that's just my opinion. I think they're rare because totally if you agree. know, if you know one, you mate, you happy days, you know, because yeah. I'm telling you now, bass players, because they're rare and they, they, you know, they're always looked for they're always looking for work do you know what i mean like always looking do you know what i mean because people want a bass player all the time but it's like singers guitarists maybe here or there drummers they're always they're always they're always easy to find because there's there's do you know what i mean they're always easy there's that's just my opinion there's tons of them it's wicked for me though because technically there should be more work out there for bass players yeah definitely like you're saying Oh, so there great. is though. There's so me. it. There's so is. Honestly, there's take so up it. the bass if you're thinking, yeah, what instrument it. am I going to play? Take it up. Do but it. Honestly, I don't think you like, might regret it. it. It sounds mad because I've spoken to a load of people and they say that like, you know, like, and and, and obviously I know a lot of bass players will disagree with me, and you'll probably disagree with me. Like, it's not. It's not my point. It's just what people have told me. But like, they used to think that like bass players were like the reason not many people. There's not many bass players because it's the most boring. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I, I turned around. Real myself. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get that. But at the same time, no. Like, do you know, the, you, so, do you know the psychology behind that? For me, no. Go on. There's there's less bass gods. You know, when you talk yeah, about suppose, guitar yeah. and drums, there's loads of prominent players, and everyone's like, I want to be like him. But when it comes to bass, like, how many? Like, if you said to someone in the street, like, name a a bass god or like a famous bass player, like. 
a lot of people would struggle, I think. Je- I know you, you're probably thinking, no, I- no, 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 no. Mate, I know loads of them, Jack. And yeah. it's like, it's like, cause I, cause I respect bass. Bass, like, you know, you don't get, you don't get a rhythm section without bass. Drums yeah. doesn't, d- drums can't last on its own as a rhythm section. Do you know what I mean? Bass and drums yeah. are the, the biggest part you need of them. the track. You need them. You Honestly, you need them because there's what, they're what like boosts everything else. Do you know what I mean? And, that, and, and that's just my opinion. That's what you need. Yeah. But like, just that's going on that, going on that point, on that point where you said about like, if you were to in the street and you were to ask, like, if I knew any bass players, right? And then and anyone in below, in any, anyone watching this or listening, comment yeah. below and you tell me <clears throat> a bass player that you know, right? Just off the top of your head. If you don't, then yeah, fine. Don't, don't, and don't cheat. Yeah, don't cheat. But if I turn around to you, Roman, and you should know this, and if you don't, I'd be very surprised. But if I, if I say, me. I'm going to say a surname. Yeah. yeah I'm going to say a surname and you're going to tell me what band they're from. Oh, God. Right? What, a bass player? It's a bass player, but I'm going to tell you yeah. in a surname. Right? Ready? Deacon. Um... Yeah, uh, I've got like two bands in mind. Um, just put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> I was only talking about yeah. him the other day. Is it, um, was it Jimi Hendrix or Eric Clapton? Or nope. one of them? Nope. Neither of them? Neither. Really? Neither Is it Bruce? Them. Is it Bruce? Bruce Deacon? No. 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 Really? Yeah. Shit, son. <laughs> see and i'm not a bass player and i know this guy and any and i'm telling you now any per, and i'm i'm honest with the god with this you will ask anybody yeah and unless you know who this band is and the members of this band and the only reason i know that is because my dad's a massive fan and i respect that band big time because they're one of the ones that fueled my love for music right yeah it, it will come to me don't give it away yet it will i won't give me. it away but any person you ask or you say, do you know this bass player? Right. Yeah. And I'll tell you quickly the story behind it. They will, they won't know unless you know who this band is. They won't know. Yeah. You'll say it and they'll go, nah, I never heard of him. Well, now, Jack, it's crazy, mate. My like, my music trivia is like very, very good. And it that's is because like, I've, because I've asked you questions before and you're like rapid fire. Rapid fight, like you know, but it, I know he's a he's a prominent, a serious bass player, like in the world of music. Um, I got I got another I, clue. I got another right. I'm not giving it away because I'm actually really, it, this, I'm actually really enjoying this competition here, just to kind of like get it going. But let, I'm not giving it away. But I will I will tell I was I'll heart like well I'm not really good at humming. I'm not good at singing. But I'll I'll sing one of their bass lines from a song that they play. And if you don't, you should be able to get it from the bass. Because this is what I do. I say the name, they don't get it. Then I say the bass line and they go, ah, oh, and then they get it. Does that oh, make sense? It's not, um, go, no, go on. I think, oh no, it is. It's just... So if I go, I'm, I'm really bad. So no, <laughs> no judging my singing or my humming. But if I go, Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, because the bass player for Queen is John Deacon. Yeah. And nobody knows who John Deacon is. And you know why they don't know who John Deacon is? Because the guy isn't in the band anymore, number one, right? Yeah. Because he was one of the first members to quit the band after Freddie died. Yeah. 
But I don't feel like that man gets the respect that he deserves because that man oh. made that baseline. Like if, 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 if anyone's viewing this or listening to this, please, please watch Bohemian Rhapsody, the film, the movie, because I haven't seen it yet. I, I need to watch need, it. Matt, you need to watch that, right? Because now you'll see why John Deacon isn't as known as, as you think he is. You'll see why. But the problem is, is that man is so reputable. The amount of baselines that guy has made, right? Oh, and no offence, that song, Another One Bites of the Dust, wasn't, wasn't written by any of those other members. It was written by John Deacon because yeah. he came up with the baseline and then they all writ round it, you know? Yeah. So there you go. There's a bass player there that has like, forefronted the music that you hear today a and made hit. a huge hit but he's forgotten about yeah because he's not there anymore he's not in the limelight you know i can't believe that didn't come to me it's, it's but, weird though Do you know uh, what I'm by, by default i was thinking of the guy from J the Jimi hendrix trio i yeah, always get mixed yeah. up with him the cream bass player oh, I, cre yeah 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 i know who um you're i'll be honest like i and I think they're great and I respect mm. them, but I've never been a Queen fan, like genuinely. Yeah, that's and, fair enough. Like, I respect them. No, 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 but like, yeah, that's I've what I've never been, never been a Hendrix fan or a Cream fan. Or, yeah. It's just not my thing, but no, I neither, respect no, them. Neither me. And, I, I've not been a Cream fan. I've not been, a, I, I've never really been a Jimi Hendrix fan. Like, like, I like, I like the music, but I'm not a fan fan. But see, when you say like Deacon, Deacon, I think, is that, is that yeah. the guy for it? Like, it kind yeah. of blurs to me. But I've grown you know up I mean? with Queen, you see. Like I've grown up with the bands like Queen, Thin Lizzy, like bands like that, you know. And like, oh my God. mate, yeah, mate, they're like. But you, you see, this is the thing. You say people like, oh, I listen to Queen, I listen to Thin Lizzy. They laugh at you because they're like, oh man, you're like, it's old man's music because it's not that trendy. ain't old man's music, man. That's the stuff that created the rock and roll that you've got today. You wouldn't yeah. have the bands you have without bands like that. Do you know what I mean? Like they are the fundamental bands of the like, you know the. 70s 80s 90s you know what i mean like and yeah. maybe you know what i mean so no, they're true. just like, they've got a massive influence like those sort of bands on my playing do you know what i mean because of their like the, i enjoy the watching their drummers they got drummers are great and stuff like that but like but yeah man like it's funny because you ask that question to bassists all the time and only a certain amount of bassists get it that's the thing like because you, you have really... to know the band do you know what i mean you have to know about the band and that's the problem that's the only thing you know i feel proper stupid <laughs> Yeah, but then you could. Okay. Yeah, but then I can name you any other bass players, and you go, "Oh yeah, I know." Do I mean? It's definitely, definitely, John Deacon was in Queen. Yeah. Yeah, John Deacon. Yeah, <laughs> I man. can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. There you go. Well, you learn something new every day. Hopefully, I'll retain it. Hopefully yeah, I'll man. It. Yeah, but like, what's um, like? I'm going back on. Obviously, we went a bit off topic there, but it's good to chat. But um, yeah, what about you with the uh, like starting out with the bass and stuff? You know? So weirdest thing, go you on. just mentioned Finn Lizzy. Yeah. Right. No, actually, I'm not going to get to that, but hold that thought. Hold that thought. So when I was nine, um, my dad's a musician. He would have guitars all around the house. And when I was about nine, I picked up his acoustic guitar yeah. and using tabs, mm. I learned White Stripes, Seven Nation Army, <laughs> the oh, bass typical. line. Typical. Got on in a, yeah. And Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Because they're kind of, <laughs> at, the, at, at the time, they were the go-to. Yeah. They're the nice and simple. Band, um, yeah, yeah. And they just sound at the time they sounded good to me, but mm, yeah. and I picked that up like rapid, and I thought, shit, like I've got something here. Like I think I I've got you. a little bit of raw talent. I'm not being arrogant, but I learned them like quick at the yeah, age yeah, of nine. Of course. Nice. And even my dad, my dad was like, that's pretty impressive. And, yeah, and he, and it was only 
six months to a year later that he bought me an acoustic bass. So, um, but yeah, you said about Finn Lizzy. Mm. My one of my dad's favorite bands is Finn Lizzy. Yeah. Man. And when I was ten, mm. or maybe eleven, possibly mm. eleven, he yeah. got me a, a P bass with the mirror, like Phil Lynott. Oh had. yeah, they nice. You know, he had the no, mirror yeah, used the to mirror, shine the light. Yeah. And the um, you know, like the leather strap with the studs that Phil, That's like, nice. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Phil Li- Phil Lynott was my first um like oh, idol. Nice man. Yeah. Like that my bass that, god. I rate that guy big time. Big time. Um amazing songwriter uh he wrote amazing bass lines and he was just it was the whole package like great voice great performer and how weird is that like at my age to be like looking up to someone like that yeah yeah, but like that's that's what what happens that's where you get your influences from so i mean that's how it works like if anyone's starting out like you will find like it's a bit different nowadays because like obviously a lot of mainstream modern music like you might know a lot more modern players and stuff but you know, there's iconic players out there that you will look up to and you will get along your line of learning music, you will get introduced to these amazing players at some point across your, and you will find out who they've played for and you will listen to those sort of music, you know, even if it's yeah. one song by them and that's all you have on your playlist on Spotify or something, that's it. One song by that band. Yeah. You'll always go back to that song. And actually I find that I used to do that, but I'll always find that you listen to a song. And then eventually later down the line, when you start getting into like depth in more genres, you actually end up going back to that band and listening to more of their songs. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then you start getting a bit of an influence elsewhere throughout their music. Yeah, and you do. I, you, yeah. you do go back, don't you? Oh yeah, big and, time. Big time. And, and kind of tagging on to that, like for mm. any people, uh, people that are looking to start out or young musicians out there, um, I would say don't kind of don't I, can't, I don't know how to put it like don't um don't pigeonhole yourself with what you're listening to and what you're mm. learning yeah. like right from the get-go it mm. just play everything listen like, to what, everything like obviously like you've spoken about like your first influence and stuff like that in the bass and like what you first kind of bought into but like what would you say like when you started playing what would you say your first well your first kind of like overall genre or style in music that like you were that really fueled your sort of music ability to like branch out, listen to more genres. What was the first thing that um, you played that would make like, what was the style? That's, that's a very hard question for me. And I'll explain why. Um, so my dad's big music guy listens to everything always did. So I was surrounded by it from a baby. Mm. Um, and we come from a, a, a family of musicians. So, oh, okay. and, but, yeah, I, oh, that's a difficult one. So, Finn Lizzy's definitely the first band, but mm. in terms of a style, I don't know if I could answer it because I was, you know, like I was being fed like the police. Sting was a huge uh, okay. influence. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. You know, they had, yeah, re- yeah. they had the reggae thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah it cool. was yeah. pop and, and they were quite punk rock in the early days. But it was, it was like quite, cross, cross drums, um, wasn't it? Like, like yeah, ups and downs. And uh, James Jameson, the bass player from uh, the Motown days you know huge influence yeah and i don't know i was kind of i like rock do you know Mm. probably probably rock but i suppose it all sparks from rock didn't it like i don't know if that is that's just my opinion or like you might think the same but i feel like everyone's i think everyone starts with rock yeah or blues yeah yeah, well because because blues was rock and roll and rock and roll was rock, wasn't it? Like it's how it, it developed, developed down the timeline. It, do you know what I mean? Like 
you know most music has come from blues in, yeah, a, in a yeah. roundabout way in a roundabout it? yeah of course it has and and the thing is, is like i always find that people say like oh yeah rock music because like, everyone starts with that and then they eventually branch out yeah. but like uh, like, with me like i listen to rock music generally anyway because obviously like i said my dad was finn lizzy queen you know all those kind of bands like but see for me when i was at school even though music was a thing i i during my like secondary school years i played a lot of like big band stuff like jazz swing you know what i mean and then that's yeah, kind that's of really awesome. that's here. kind of really the first thing that introduced me to like branching out of music like yeah okay you had rock in the background yeah okay i knew what certain rock bands were and stuff but i didn't play a lot of rock because you can't be a rock drummer playing in a jazz swing band because you just like you're so used to like, like yeah. and like yeah yeah, You've yeah. got to be really subtle, really soft, really elegant when you're playing swing and jazz. It's a different you know, dynamic. Yeah, there's a lot of different... T- yeah, it's a dynamic. There's a feel. There's a touch to the way you play those genres. And I had to really adapt to play in that style. Yeah, because so, the approach is, is yeah. polar opposite. Yeah, and it? that's the thing. And I was, getting, I was getting taught like, certain different things, but like, I never really got taught jazz or swing. And I kind of had to teach myself, you know, by just playing. Because I was getting taught lessons, but I had to play... Like I won't get in, in my lessons. I won't get taught jazz and swing, you know, like I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was teaching that by my listening to the music and listening to the, how to play and just taking what I've learned and putting that to the, the page basically when I'd read in. Cause like the great thing about yeah. me starting out doing that is I actually, I learned to read my music, like sheet music because I had to, because it was what you had to follow in order to yeah. stay with everything else. And if you can do that early on, do it. Yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's a great benefit. thing. If you, Yeah, like, you know, they, they have a thing like, you know, you've got your grades and you've got all that kind of stuff. And that's all well and good and everything. But, like, the fundamental would be, like, you know, especially if you're wanting to go, like, into, like, sort of, like, you know, composition work or uh, pit work in the musical theatre and stuff like that, you need to know how to... Open read. a book and go... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... I think, uh, the, the thing is, I would something I would say, though, like I'm very old school and I'm kind of of the approach of like, just just be a good player. Like, don't yeah. get don't yeah, get yeah. caught up in like, I need to read sheet music or I need to do that. I didn't touch sheet music till I was 17. Yeah. But yeah. I could play. You know, yeah. I'm not being arrogant, but I, no, no, I, no. I, yeah, yeah. But I that's put a lot of effort into yeah. just being a good player. But and, that's the same as me. I could play. I can play. I could play. But I had to. I had to adapt to learning sheet music really quickly. Like I wasn't taught it. I had to it's adapt more, to it, teach it myself. It's more common for like to be taught sheet music as a drummer though, isn't it? I'd say like if you go um, into lessons, say normally you've not normally really, some, but that's the thing. Right? No, not really. Cause I, when I had really? my lessons, I wasn't getting taught by sheet music. I was getting taught by play. The Just only play. Yeah. The only thing I would have is maybe like a manuscript pad and he would write out the groove that we played in the lesson. But it was only because I knew how to read the sheet music, I'd know how to read that. If I didn't know how to kind of roughly read sheet music, I wouldn't know what the hell he was writing down. So I mean, so it's a different, you know what I mean? So like I got introduced to it by doing it myself, but I'd have to just turn up and play these jazz swing standards from this folder. Yeah. And like I did I didn't know how to read half of them because of like there's all these different things on it, you know, like clefts and all the different kind of quotations that you need to look keep your eye out for like you know accents and stuff like that and yeah, it's tricky yeah it's tricky like i i, I, I took me a while and then i eventually got to a point where i really really started to like 
get more deeper and deeper into the big band stuff and swing band. And I needed to know it a little bit more. So then I started bringing it to my lessons and saying, look, don't know about you, but I really, really need to learn this stuff because otherwise I'm not going to, I'm going to get ahead of myself and I'm going to get to a point where I don't know what I'm playing. Do you know what I mean, yeah. if I don't know what's on the paper or what it says, I don't know, you know. So it was important so, for you to know the thing. Yeah, because if I, I don't want to turn up to a gig, you know, because when I was at school, like, I was actually very fortunate to do a lot of gigs and tour a lot of places in Europe with a big band I was in, which was like yeah. quite, quite quite amazing for me because that's kind of another thing that sparked my love for being a player and a session player. Do you know what I mean? It was And wanting like, to do it because you yeah. toured. Yeah, like sort of. I, 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 I got the opportunity to go to uh, France to play in uh, Paris. And uh, we did two shows in Paris. And I did one in, uh, and this was with my school. We did, I was in a big band at my school. And what, what age? 15, 16? Or 15? For, yeah, 15, 16. Awesome. Like that. And, and that was my first, first, first like step into the world of touring, really. Do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. um, I managed to kind of like, yeah, like I had my kit. I brought my kit. I, I boxed it all up. I stuck it under the coach that we we took the ferry over. So we went on the like the you know we did the coach over. Um, and it was a whole and it, yeah. We all had our we all had our uh, instruments and um, like it was quite a quick quite a quick tour, but it was really good. But like we played like we played a warm up show somewhere in Paris. Then we did a show a, a show in the middle of a park in Paris in a, like a bandstand. We like oh, we, wicked, we, yeah. we set up open we, air, um, yeah, like an open air kind of festival, music festival thing, which is really cool, which is really quite fun. Um, wicked. And then um, I'd say my love for actually going on that, like my love for playing live and touring, was actually sparked by the last show I did on that tour with the big band, where right. it's actually like I don't, I don't think many people can say they've had this opportunity, which I'm kind of grateful for. But um, I got to play Disneyland Paris. No way. Yeah, I got to play. I got to play at Disneyland no Paris in front of like over ten thousand people. Jesus Christ! Because there's like millions that flood through that park every day. And, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we, big we, crowds. Yeah, we played. We played. Uh, we set up and we played on. I mean, you got mic'd up and everything like proper proper stage show, and we got mic'd up and we did like a good like hour and a half, two hours set, and. Um, yeah, we, we played on the stage that Lion King, the musical, was done on no in, the, in the park. So and serious setup. Yeah, yeah, and it was a serious setup. And like it was so good because like there were people we played the lunch, the two hours of lunch, as they call it over like their period of lunch over there, where literally the place was just filled with people. And like they're just like filled with countless people. And the great thing about that was like just being able to say, like, I've I've played Disneyland Paris. Do you know what I mean? Like it's crazy, absolutely crazy, but um, yeah, just, just I suppose sitting there and uh, yeah, talking about it and stuff was was, was quite cool because. Hello, oh, he's back. We lost connection. Yeah, we lost connection. Ah, that's all right. It's and welcome to episode 2.5 of the Groove <laughs> Session Show with me, Roman. And me, Jack. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. Nah, it's all right. It's actually, so, funny enough, it, like, we're still going. It's not... It's yeah. We're still going. It's, it's like a storm here. Uh, yeah, I can see how your connection's going a bit funny, isn't it? Yeah, your connection's going a bit funny, isn't it? 
Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, your connection's gone a bit, a bit bad now. You were, can... you were doing all right up to that point. Disneyland Land Paris. Yeah. No, I basically went to Disneyland Paris and, uh, yeah, following on from that, it was uh, it's pretty sick, to be fair. Is that working? Are we back? I think, but you're frozen on the picture. Still you, frozen? You've lost all connection now. What, two secs? I can hear you, though. Oh, that. I know I've lost you. We've lost him, guys. We're having a bit how's, of a technical malfunction here. How's that, Jack? Yeah, it's fine now. Just don't touch anything because otherwise you're going to oh, go off. I've gone on to 4G. Yeah, so you, so you tasted this wicked show at Disneyland Paris and that kind of sparked everything yeah, man, definitely. in a live context. Definitely. Like, you know, not many days you get to say you played Disneyland Paris in front of over 10,000 people during a lunch period. Um, yeah, man. It was on the biggest high after that, I think. Yeah, and, like just mental. And you need, I think you need that to like embed it into you and just be like, right, this is. A yeah, I, I was. It was crazy, absolutely crazy. Like I just don't, I don't know. I just don't. I don't think. I I didn't think I'd ever get that kind of opportunity at school to do something like that, and then and having done that, I think when it got to like doing getting growing like getting older and starting to like go to uni and do drums like in front of us like crowds and people and gigs and stuff it didn't feel as scary to me it didn't feel like oh like oh my god i've never because yeah, you'd before. been here because i'd been like and then there dropped. and then i'd gone back to start again like, i'd gone to a point where like i was only playing in a school band but i was playing in a big big like as i'd say a big venue like it's not a venue i know but it is technically because it's in this the, it was in the middle of the park that park's got millions of people every year you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was a big high for me, I think. Big high. Yeah. Yeah. Are we still good on the connection? Roughly. Keeps going in and out. Yeah, it's in and out, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to, I didn't meant, I didn't really go on to mention it um, about myself, but. Yeah, go on. Losing you again. Uh, from a young age, losing you again. You can hear nah, it's really, really like robotic. How's that? <laughs> Sit back. Right. You just keep going in and out, mate. Like, I think you were like, you were smooth sailing the whole way, you didn't have no connection problems, and now nah, it's just. You're in and out. Yeah, like you keep slowing down, like your your visuals keep slowing down, but you you lose the sound at the same time. Make it work for those of you. Yeah. Maybe do we start another chat, do you think? Or Yeah, I guess so. Should we I try guess that? So. Yeah, you keep coming back and then coming in and out again. I think it's because you said there's a storm there. I think it's having an effect on you. 
because your connection was fine up yeah, to that it's point. Really it? like it's re- you're really lagging slow, like your visuals, and you weren't a minute ago. And your audio, every time you lag on the video, your audio cuts. Yeah. I'll start. I'll, I'll end it and then start another one. But yeah, let's try that, Jack. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right.